0: to a tale of two rivals two guys one nerd one winner lots of banner to bring you the best dynasty content we can
1: who am i joined by ff underscore spaceman dave right man it's just the two of us back to uh, our roots
0: yeah i feel like there's going to be a lot more time for us to talk without sean just going on never ending
1: he is well spoken he likes to show that off Oh, Dave, my my vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's better than mine, so I don't blame him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. But Sean is a new father, so he is very sleep deprived, but very happy. I'm assuming he did share a phenomenal tale with me about how he his first time holding his child, he really struggled to eat a Italian sub.
1: Oh, so it was it was just the one hand thing. He didn't like by accident like put the child towards his mouth by accident. It was just no. the awkwardness.
0: It took him an hour and a half to fail, and then his wife woke up and handed him the child to eat the sandwich.
1: I probably would have just put it on the table and just eaten with my mouth. He's
0: not too proud. He has no shame, too. That's so that's very surprising. I am really upset about missing him because uh, that dude took a lot of shots at me the last time I, was on, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on the podcast, and I, I was ready. But um, nah, we wish him the best. He's our buddy. Enjoy the ride, bro, and try to get some rest.
1: Congratulate! I will say, congratulations, Sean. And I had a lot of things that he was supposed to say because I can't say them because I'm afraid I'll jinx myself in a couple of our going bets. So <laughs> I'm, I wish he was here to, to say that, but I'm not even going to bring him up because I don't want to jinx myself.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. So you got any fantasy news for us, buddy?
1: Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. As like my voice cracks there because my SFBX record is atrocious. I think I'm bottom <laughs> 5%. Uh, not It's not good. Not good, Bob. Not great, Bob. And... It's just a thing here, a thing there. I had a problem setting my lineup one week, and then Kirk somehow randomly got into my lineup uh, when he wasn't playing. And Devontae's out. Miles Sanders missed a game. It's just a, a couple of things. But ultimately, I'm having a blast. I'm really honored to be part of it and how much money we raised. And the thing that I've been realizing, Todd, is because I, I personally had a couple misses, and I know everyone has misses, as we're both writing and, and doing our rankings and all kinds of different things. So I'm just trying to enjoy it and not get too down because I know a lot of people like, oh, I missed this, I missed it. Eh, I hope they enjoyed my thought process and go from there. And people have been really liking. I've been doing a, sp- a weekly spreadsheet, Todd, that has a lot of nerdy things that you probably don't appreciate.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not that I don't appreciate them. I appreciate them. I just see no use to for using them since I'm so freaking good at fantasy already. Ah,
1: there it is. See, I I <laughs> needed that. I just needed that, Todd. I we I haven't ha- heard that in a while. So Because we did miss you last time we recorded. So it was nice to hear... You know, you put yourself up a little bit there and remind us who the champion is, who's got the ring. So thank you, sir.
0: Uh, I just want you to know that I am indeed undefeated in our Dynasty week. I am in second place in points because I'm behind by one point to Sean right now. But that will change soon. And Dave, how you looking, buddy? What,
1: how, how's Dave? I'm 3-0. I'm undefeated. My points are not where up where yours and Sean's are.
0: Yeah, you're about 100 points behind us. Yeah, you're not on our
1: one. hey, hey. It's not about how you start, it's how you finish. I'm doing everything I should be. I, I, I'm trying different lineups out. In
0: all fairness, finishing has never been your strong suit, buddy.
1: <laughs> all right, well, we'll see, Todd. We'll see, my friend.
0: <laughs> that that You just kind of like walked right into that one, buddy. I, right I, I got to
1: get used to you again, man. I got to get used to you.
0: <laughs> Fair. So, spreadsheet, dude. No, I mean, it's getting a lot of love, tons of good information in it.
1: It's every week it has all this fantasy stats from every player that I think is fantasy relevant. I I, I leave out certain players, but the idea is that you're going to get snaps before you're going to get it anywhere else. Before any of the major sites, you're going to have snaps done. You're going to get evaded tackles as soon as they're available. And, and those kind of advanced metrics, you're going to get air yards the day after the game, like first thing in the morning. It's just, you're going to get everything in one place before everyone else. It's I've been getting, I've, I've really been enjoying how much people are appreciating it led to a lot of great interactions. And, yeah, I've been, it's been a grind, but yeah, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, no, it's great stuff, man. I definitely looked through it. I, I've perused it. But the other thing, too, is is like, I feel like I'm just spread so thin with my 12 leagues now. <laughs> with the fact that like I was in six last year, I quit a lead to get down to five because I felt like it was too much. And then I'm at 12. And I'm actually doing pretty well, Dave. Overall.
1: I was going to say, are you undefeated, Todd?
0: I'm 26 and 11 across 12 leagues. So in one league, because I know that's an odd number, it's thirty-seven. It's a double header because um, it's a thirty-man World war-themed league. We I crew on that with the JPOW, and uh, we are the only four and no team left, and we won both of our matchups, and that's why it's thirty-seven. So yeah, I'm twenty-six and eleven. That is a seventy percent winning percentage across the first three weeks. So I'm not upset. I made massive trades this weekend. I got
1: Zeke Elliott from Joey the Tooth. How much are you paying him under the table?
0: Nothing. I'm just phenomenal in negotiations, David. I moved David Johnson, Jared Goff, Nikhil Harry, my 2021 first and my 2022nd first for Matt Ryan, Zeke Elliott, and a 2021 third. And that is a super flex week. And now my QBs are Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson.
1: Joey, let me give you a couple of tips on how to deal with Todd's and trade negotiations. Don't do it. He just won't. Just don't do it. Just just move on to the next team.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty sound advice for anybody who's in leagues with me. I also got Lamar Jackson, but I gave up a lot in that one. I gave up Russell Wilson, Amari Cooper and James Robinson for Lamar Jackson, uh, Adam Thielen. I just like the idea of Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott as my um my my dynasty super flex QBs for future. So. Big big trade weekend. I finally put out my uh, my my next article for Devi. Finally, is going to be out there. It's a buy sell after the first big weekend. So yeah, I mean it was it was a great weekend, man. I mean just being able to watch football again is just fantastic. So how are you doing so far, Dave? Like what's your percentage at right now, buddy?
1: I'm probably a little over five hundred. The players that I was h- h- very high on have had a slow start. Like DJ Moore's had a slow start. AJ Green, yeah, he yeah we, uh, AJ Green. They don't even. Have to, I shouldn't even brought him up, but. uh <laughs> a couple of players here and there that I haven't given up on by any, by any means at all is just a little slow. I th- I, I thought that Jonathan Taylor would have exploded by now, but he hasn't. Eh, so anyway, I'm having fun. I really, I like my teams It's just slow start. And the biggest thing after it felt like such a long layoff with COVID and everything and a, like no, no preseason games. I just remind myself, don't overreact. Just don't right. react. I've had a couple of, I've sent out a couple, several, several trades that were rejected. And now that they were rejected after last week, I'm happy that they were rejected. A lot of them were rejected. Some I would still rather have had, but I just need to remind myself, hey, you like these players for a reason. Don't overreact. I think that's a good, solid advice going for everyone going forward.
0: I agree. Hey, let's get to the question of the day. What do you think, buddy?
1: I like it. What is the question of the day today?
0: Question of the day. Who was your TV or movie idol? Who did you want to be like? And it has to be a fictional character
1: so i actually bombed the question apparently because my character is not totally fictional
0: no he's not but it's but it's movie based it's totally fine
1: and he's been grown into a legend and that is davy crockett i was obsessed with davy crockett growing up i had both of the movies and it had a lot to do with he's just in the movies he had a strong sense of what's right and wrong he loves the outdoors and a a sense of adventure and i was all for it as a kid i had so much fun playing with davy crockett i had I was him for biography night in second grade. My parents still maintain I woke every single parent up who was falling asleep by shouting, remember the Alamo? And I had my own coonskin cap. I had a fake musket, built my own fort out in my family camp that everyone called the Alamo. Like, it was a legit fort. It was really cool. And I love David Crockett. I still like watching the movies. And I think the David Crockett song, I treat it like a drinking song. I can, that's how much I'm, I'm in love, Todd. I'm still in love. Davey, Dave
0: Crockett, King
1: of the Wild Frontier. It gets me. Yeah, I, I think I just did a shot, Todd, while you were saying that.
0: <laughs> Good stuff, man. No, I mean, I love that movie, too. Um, I can also feel like most uh, kids who grew up in the backwoods of Maine would be very into David Crockett.
1: I wouldn't say we're the backwoods, but yeah, Uh, it helped that I like the outdoors yeah. and stuff.
0: I picture your childhood being looking like a lot like The Revenant. But, we, uh, we
1: did not have electricity, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fair enough they th- i heard they're getting that soon though all yeah, right hopefully
1: maybe internet too who knows
0: well gotta start with dial up first so <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you man i had one for tv and one for movies but they're for very different reasons for movies rocky from three ninjas was my jam back in the day all right he was a legit ninja he had phenomenal feathered hair he had the pump sneaks which were just sweet and he could dunk at age 12 why wouldn't i want to be that guy
1: todd as two vertically impaired people we definitely envy people who could dunk
0: i mean he was beating the crap out of grown ninjas on a ship to save his grandfather with his two little brothers dude is badass
1: the second three ninjas reference todd this is the second one and i appreciate it because it was a great film
0: it was one of my favorite movies as a child you know so, my second idol, which is more TV, which is the other side of me, is Corey Matthews. All right? So, I'm pretty aggressive. I talk a ton of trash in fantasy. No. But I swear, I'm a good guy. I can <laughs> 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 Perfect reaction. So, oh, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sensitive. I You know, I, I'm caring. You know, I try to be funny. I'm adventurous. I'm good-hearted. And that was Corey. He legitimately made me feel like it was cool to be myself and that being myself could lay me a hottie like Topanga Lawrence.
1: What a great name for Topanga. What a great name, Topanga. Phenomenal.
0: Topanga Lawrence or Kelly Kapowski. That was it for me as, as, uh, as a preteen. You no, know, You know, if you asked me to pick which one, i go, it'd be stressful. You know, it'd be like you in the back end of the, like, the first round. You wouldn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That could yeah. be a whole show. That could yeah. be a one-hour show. Let's get into the topic, David. Let's do it. Clarifying the topic. This week we are doing Rises and falls. It's early on in the season and emotions are already pretty damn high. The amount of injuries have been absolutely staggering at this point and a lot of owners are already starting to panic. It might be a little early to figure out who to buy and who to sell, but the NFL landscape has produced a pretty clear like, picture of guys that are currently rising and guys that are currently falling. So for this episode... We're going to give you kind of like a heads up on who we think are on the rise and who's on the fall. And to me, in my way, I'm looking at this, Dave, and totally tell me how you interpret this. I would say this is kind of like starting like a watch list to prepare for potential trades in a week or two. So, Dave and I each nominated one riser and one follower for each position to keep your eye on and maybe take a stab at now if you're feeling a little bullish and you got that, oh, that loving trade feeling. But like Dave said before, though we are doing a risers and followers show, you got a slow start. Don't panic. It's early. Like we might talk about fallers at some point. It doesn't mean just go sell them right away. Just know that their stock is falling. Now, guys that are rising, maybe it's time to sell high or maybe it's time to hold. It's kind of tough to tell at this point of the season. So, Dave, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Todd, exactly. I The way I kind of approach it is like a thermometer, taking the temperature of how things are going. It's good to know how a player is trending. And it doesn't mean that it's gonna. I'm going to lock in how I think a player is, the, their value is. Just lets me know who's rising, who's falling, maybe whose value is shaky a little bit, who I, who I need to look into a little bit more. It, it it's a lot that goes into it, but it is a chance to maybe strike while the iron's hot before everyone catches up to you. So it it's a it's a balancing act, but I think this is a good way for us to take a temperature of how see how we're feeling on the show.
0: All right, so let's get into it. QB risers, Dave, start us off.
1: I was looking at the QBs. I'm trying to redo my dynasty rankings because it's been the first three weeks have really shaken a lot of rankings up and given us a lot of answers on players. We might not have had all the answers to one player that jumped out to me was, was Herbert and to him getting such an immediate start. I know you were very high on Ty on Tyrod Taylor. I wasn't expecting Herbert to get this type of opportunity this quickly. And it's, it's cool to see him doing well in his opportunity that he has. And wouldn't you agree that it, Herbert's been promising so far? No, he has.
0: And Tyrod it it was because the medical staff screwed up giving him a shot or something, right? Yeah. It was like, it was like something ridiculous. So it's not like Tyrod lost his job. It's just a wild news story. I think Herbert, Herbert was like one of the more polarizing prospects. And the fact that he got his, his opportunity and he's producing, it's not super surprising. It's just surprising this early. You know what I mean? I think it's very encouraging for him. And, if you wanted him before, it, the price got much more expensive already.
1: So I just brought him up to third. I know this isn't my guy, but I just quickly, I brought him up to 13 in my rankings, and I'm not sure about that. I just put it on pause, but I, I was just look at the rankings. A lot of the QBs, it's been, there's a like a wasteland in the middle right now, Todd. Yeah, it totally is. I'm probably not going to have him that high, but my that was my gut my gut reaction. Anyway... I might sound like I'm avoiding what I want to actually what my actually my riser is, and so I want to talk about Herbert as much as I could, but I can't avoid it any longer. Todd, riser QB riser is Josh Allen. We have a long history with Josh Allen on this ho, on the show, Todd. I have basically said that he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if he tried. That he'd be a tight end before he was ever a legitimate QB, and I even was insinu hinting I didn't really think it, but hinting that he might not, his job might not be solid going forward. However, Josh Allen has answered a lot of questions, and a lot of those questions weren't they were they were legitimate. He had through in his first season, he had a 53% completion percentage as a rookie, and he made a huge jump to 59% in year two, which that is significant in accuracy. I come from the Mike Leach school where accuracy <laughs> is innate and it's tough to teach. Well, Josh Allen just he's now a 71% completions or completion percentage through the first three games this year. That's just <laughs> That's shocking. That is... Did you ever think that Josh Allen would ever complete 70% of his passes, Todd? No. No. And and peripherally, and that's just not... His peripheral stats are great, too. His average yard, his adjusted yards per attempt has almost doubled. Uh, Buffalo has gone from one of the most run-heavy teams to one of the most pass-happy teams in the NFL. And after never throwing for 300 yards in his NFL career, Josh Allen has done it in all three games this season. Even his... Completion percentage over expected, one of my favorite QB advanced metrics, which basically factors in uh, adjust for competition level. It's a good measure of, like, making the right decisions as a QB. All kinds of great things. He has 8 8 percentage points more than expected. (sighs) Phenomenal, phenomenal numbers from Josh Allen. The only thing, it's tough to find a negative with all this, except... He's played a very soft schedule. He's still making a couple of mistakes. He missed a couple of whatever throws. Everyone makes what misses a couple of throws here and there. A couple of fumbles. And he almost choked away a game against the Rams, I believe it was. So there's a couple of things in there. But besides that, Todd, Josh Allen has at least shown things that even if with a harder schedule, Buffalo's, the way they're calling passes, the way that Josh Allen's performing, and he's also rushing the ball. <sighs> yeah, Josh Allen has to go up. What do you think, Todd? Eh.
0: Uh, you know, no, he's definitely had a promising start. I mean, but you kind of like breezed over the most important part. He hasn't had like a an easy schedule. He's had a cupcake start. Cupcake. You're right. You know, like the Jets, the Dolphins, I mean, and the Rams, the Rams have some, you know, some ball players on the other side, but it's by no means a dominating defense.
1: The Rams so, have been promising. They've been better than I thought they would.
0: Yes, I agree with that. But I'm still trying to say it's not an elite defense. You know I what agree. I mean? I agree. I has an elite player, a elite player on that defense, maybe two. But other than that, it's it's definitely something that you can go up, that you could, you know, pick apart. So when it comes to Josh Allen, yeah, absolutely, if you have Josh Allen, be excited about it. But remember who he's played. Remember, like, that 71% should not sustain when we're coming from 59 Something tells me that there's gonna be some regression there once he starts playing like good defenses.
1: I agree. I, but the thing is is the run pass ratio and the way that Buffalo yes. is calling plays, they're yes. not doing a lot of deep throws. They're doing it right in his sweet spot. His yep. he's better as an amini passer. He's not a good deep ball passer. And yep. they are designing plays and the receivers that they've with digs, yep. it, it's promising.
0: No, it totally is. I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm saying that expecting him to be sustaining like this this position within the quarterback hierarchy is unrealistic. He would be the kind of guy right now that I would take if I'm in a dynasty league, try to go out and get Matt Ryan because that's my boy or even the guy that I'm going to talk about and try to upgrade somewhere else. I just think it's more of an effect of who he's played against and more who he's become.
1: I want to say I this is more of a mea culpa. I'm trying to say a lot of positives and spin this because I was I I feel like I've been pretty wrong on him so far and When I say high, he's not like a top five QB for me in Dynasty. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm just saying he is now, he is, he was like a low end QB one. And maybe I was like, I had to like force him up there just begrudgingly. And now I feel like he's entrenched as a top 12 QB in Dynasty.
0: Okay. That's fair. I could see him being considered a top 12 QB in Dynasty. No problem. Okay. I can get behind that. What my point is, is like, there's a lot of people that would be bullish that he's now top six. That's. A little insane in my eyes you know in fact i'd like to know who those peoples are if i have them and trade into them because i'm going to get back a wonderful ransom
1: i feel like those people are also ronald jones truthers <laughs> that's just a little jab there but yeah, that's yeah the-
0: <laughs> possibly 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 um, all right so we'll get in the mind so the guy that i thought about doing would be another rookie quarterback which is joe burrow who i actually think he's been very impressive uh, from what I've seen from him. And I do think that what the Bengals play is reflected is not re- reflected how well he's played. He's been in some challenging situations performed very well. So I, I've loved what I've seen for Burrow, but for me, my riser is Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff was one of my many late round QBs that I was into at the, in the preseason. Uh, he's completed over 70% of his passes in his last two games Five touchdowns in the last two games. Uh, Team scored over 30 points for two consecutive games. He's thrown for over 260 yards in all three games. Great stream for the next two weeks, too. He's slated to play the Giants in Washington. And then you got people. People love Higby. People love Woods. People's loved Acres. Cup is still a legit fantasy uh, wide receiver. If you love the entire supporting Cats, love the QB. And I think Goff was... A guy that you could put in the top twelve conversation, like not in like twenty eighteen. I'm not saying he's there, but I think he's a riser. I've really liked what I've seen out of golf so far this year. What about you, Dave?
1: I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and just interesting. I'm not sure. I think yes, he has risen a little bit. Is he a fast riser? I don't think so. What has been nice is that I think his floor has solidified a little bit because it felt at times there was a a little bit of a free fall. We were pretty. He- we were pretty. Anti LA Rams this offseason, Todd criticizing. Yes. yes, and it just after the first couple of weeks, I think we can just say that he's not like that Mad Men thing, not falling from this. It's solidified, and he will have dynasty value going forward, and is a, and has good value right now. Yeah, so I like everything you said.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's the kind of guy that in dynasty you're looking as a QB too, and I don't think any things are eye-popping, but they've been consistent, and I think that they're sustainable numbers. You know what I mean?
1: I think what has—don't have people rising up fast or even having him as a riser, Todd, is that his touchdown—he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns yet. So that right. maybe could be something to keep your eyes on. Maybe he—that will all balance out a little bit. So, yeah, I like it, Todd. I like it.
0: Yeah. All right. First QB faller. David.
1: Oh man, Todd, this is, this has been a painful show so far. Ooh, you you jabbed hurt? me. Yeah, it is going to hurt, gonna Todd. Hurt. You've already jabbed me about how many rings you have, or maybe I even did it before you could do it. I, I'm seeing shadows, Todd. And, and one of these shadows is I have to remind myself is to make sure I put a safety net here because I don't want to fall too far. And that's Baker Mayfield. He's been, he was my QB seven in dynasty going before the season. I really believed that a lot of it had to do with the coaching in, in previous years and that we could maybe see more of that, that second half of his rookie year, Baker Mayfield this year. And I just had such high hopes for him. He was, I thought he would be a top five QB at some point in his career. I thought he was one of my favorite prospects coming out. And now don't get me wrong, Baker is learning a new system in a weird year. He had an okay rebound from QB 30 week one, and he's two back end QB two performances, nothing to get excited about, but at least it's Hasn't been a, a total debacle the last two weeks. The thing that is, just makes him a follower for me is that his accuracy has accuracy has been nowhere near to what it was in college, and he's only throwing a sixty two percent completion percent completion percentage, and he seems to be making the same mistakes he was making last year: not setting his feet, throwing off platform a lot, and which is was a talent of his in college, but he's relying on it too much. I, and he's making some boneheaded decisions, making some really bad picks. That it, And the way that offense is set up, I think Cleveland's just going to— is very content with just running Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb as mm-hmm. much as they possibly can. And just the sparkle has worn off with Baker. He's plummeting down my rankings. I'm not given up all hope because he has shown—he has rebounded a little bit. I just don't see that—he's no longer— I don't have the twinkle in my eye anymore, Todd. When I used to talk about Baker, you know, I had a twinkle in my eye. It's gone. It's gone. So it's not like the end of the world. I just have lost the. I've lost that love and feeling.
0: Baker Mayfield's like The Sopranos. It's over. <laughs> Time to find a new quarterback.
1: I, can I? One last thing, Todd. He does his. He is throwing the ball deep downfield. So he is oh attacking the ball vertically. That is a good thing. That is a good <laughs> yeah. thing.
0: Well, I actually, because of my OBJ piece, like, I, I really want him to be good. I just don't have that confidence in him. No, I think with Baker, I think it's a big mental piece, man. I mean, with all the same mistakes happening, with, like, just how much scrutiny he's been under, like, I really just think that he doesn't, you know, he's just not there, man. Like, the mental part of the game that's really eluding him. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is, like, I mean, Cleveland can just run the ball down everybody's throat, so... You know, he doesn't need to be phenomenal for them to win some ballgames.
1: Um, he's going to he just has to basically be what people hoped your guy was going to be, essentially. Yeah, pretty
0: much. Uh, which would be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was a popular pick for us. Uh, I don't know if Dave was super into him. I know da- Sean and I were super. into He's on, on my Scott
1: Fishbowl 20. team.
0: That's true. He was. But that's because of the efficiency piece, right? Yeah, he has not been efficient. And um, another guy that I was going to say that I didn't really like was Daniel Jones. But he's on the Giants. They all suck. So like, what's on? Tough about schedule
1: that. too. Very tough schedule so far.
0: Yeah. Whatever. He's been terrible. So Kirk Cousins. I could cry over this one. Um, he's already thrown six interceptions, which is the amount he had all of last year, and he's only thrown five TDs. Right. <laughs> that indie game was just dreadful. He had negative points in some formats.
1: Negative nineteen on my Scott Fishbowl team. Yeah,
0: that's. That's awful. Not exactly uh, against any dominating defenses either. The problem is, you can't sell him in Superflex. You can't. You could, I mean, you could, but like, what are you gonna get for him? Not much. Like his stock is just absolutely plummeted. It's like it's it's a hold and pray situation right now. And you better hope that he bounces back against some weaker competition. I will say, if you're in a one QB league right now, abandon ship and hit the wire. That I'm already there with Kirk Cousins, man. It, After week it,
1: one. After week one, it was like that.
0: Yeah. No, it's bad, man. Abandon ship. Get off. Adios. Nope. <sighs> Any thoughts at Kirk Cousins?
1: No. You, I think you summed it all up pretty well. His, Yeah. He's, he's not doing a lot of things right. The only thing I could think of... Yeah. And also, too, Todd, Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, that offense is running at such a slow pace. Their pace of play has been atrocious league bottom heaven for and your their defense isn't very good so the idea that they're waiting for their defense to carry them might not be such a great idea mike zimmer and the the minnesota fans who might have getting tired of the shtick too bad you just signed to a contract extension this offseason uh you, you know todd he's been always on one of my problem yep. areas and he has not done anything to make me feel better the only thing is that it can't get much worse for kirk cousins that's the only thing i could say
0: <laughs> that's pretty much why it's a hold and pray man i mean it it can't get worse and like if you were going to move him right now, you're not going to get any real value out of that.
1: Not a bad target if you're a rebuilding team and try to capitalize on that value at some point.
0: Uh, He's going to have
1: value going... He's not going to be out of the league next year, Todd.
0: No, I mean, if you're rebuilding and you're looking at your QB2...
1: No, that's not, I'm doing it, you're just holding on to him, just like people who acquired Cam Newton when he's at rock bottom oh, prices. okay, yeah, The yeah, idea yeah. is, I'm not doing it so he's going to rebound, I'm doing it just for that, get that value spike.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Alright, David, running back risers, go.
1: This one's a little weird one, uh, I thought about, before I get into who I did, I thought about Miles Gaskin and Tud. What was your reaction, Tud? That. <laughs> yeah Todd was not having that I like Gaskin he he was a he, 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 he and so then I was like okay then I was like all right now we're going this is gonna be my guy and then I was like uh, my heart's not into it because we're kind of agree I just his value has been he's gotten a great value bump he carried the ball a lot at Washington he, he has some receiving upside yep. eh. it's just I don't think there's much else in in Miami this season that makes me think that he's not going to have a decent opportunity
0: I still think Burita and, and and Howard are good competition for him. I I think that he's off to a fast start. I don't think it sustains. If I have Gaskin, I'm trading him absolutely in a heartbeat.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting. I mean, I'm not worried about Howard in his one yard per carry right now. Uh, well, he'll but... <laughs> vulture.
0: I'm saying like he'll have to get in there and do whatever. But I'm still a believer in Burita at some point. Yeah. You know,
1: it's been telling that after they've acquired burrito that they have gone so heavily to to ask him. But anyway, that's we're down a, a path here. Miles Sanders is my riser. And talking off air, Todd and I, you kind of gave you kind of little puzzled why that was my why that was my riser because I was so high on him before the season started. He was my RB seven before the season started, and he's actually only my RB six now in Dynasty. So is he that really a riser? Before, before I get into that, I should just say where are all the haters? Where have all the haters gone? Saying that Doug Peterson doesn't use a bell cow back, Todd. Where, are, where is everyone? I thought he didn't do it, Todd. Never's done it. Never done it. Hate is going to hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry Wendell, Smel- Wendell Smallwood wasn't a bell cow back for, him, for Peterson. Heaven forbid. So yeah, Miles Sanders is the real deal, Todd. And like I said, he jumped up one spot, but that one spot is actually pretty significant because it's been a big tear jump as well. Maybe he's not rising a lot, but my confidence is in him. Yeah, I had a lot of belief thinking that he would get a lot of opportunity. He's top three. Behind only David Johnson and Zeke Elliott in RB opportunity, uh, in RB opportunity share, which is a combination of non QB rushes and RB targets. So he's he's getting seventy nine percent of all the opportunities for running backs in his two games in Philly. That is amazing. That just knowing that, and it's not just speculating anymore, makes him just solidifies how I feel, and I can rank him a lot with a lot more confidence instead of speculatively speculative ranking that way. And so he's also averaging seven and a half targets per game in that offense. A lot of things are going wrong in in, in Philly right now. Oh yeah, Carson Wentz has been a train wreck. Their offensive line's been dealing with injuries. The wide, the wide receivers have been dealing with injuries. It's been it's been almost apocalyptic in Philadelphia. However, and this makes me think that Miles Sanders might be sliding under the radar a little bit. He's getting he got the goal line work in his he's getting the goal line work. He's getting the receiving work. And even we saw, even when this team wasn't doing well against Cincinnati, of all people, he was getting a ton of targets, a ton of opportunities. And that's why I still have him as a riser. And some of it has to do with some people players falling like Joe Mixon has fallen. Saquon Barkley has fallen. I, I, ha- I have Saquon Barkley falling.
0: And the fact you're just a fanboy. <laughs> no, I, I
1: actually I, no, I don't think any of this has to do with a, a fan. I think this is pure opportunities. King time. Yeah. Opportunity is king.
0: So so that's the interesting part is like when we first talked about this, I said it's interesting to put him as a riser because now this is not my argument, okay? I could say that this argument could be made about him being a faller. And that would just be from, you know, early on injuries, right? The fact that the Eagles are a dreadful mess. And then the offensive line is just completely just depleted. But that would be just kind of looking at it. And once Dave just those numbers, are all about the buy, baby like he just do like almost 80 percent of all running back opportunities are going to him only two guys higher the 70 the 7.5 targets goal line work what more do you want except maybe a healthy offensive line so yeah i could see being timid about like you know investing with the eagles like what the situation is but it's also dynasty i still feel like he's good enough to be able to do a lot in that situation still even though that the, the team is struggling a bit but I also think in the long run, he's proven that he's gonna be the guy for Doug Peterson. I would actually say if you didn't have Miles Sanders before, and you might might he might be owned by a guy who's not really in analytics, there might be a buy window there.
1: You know, people who have Miles Sanders have also been paying close attention to him these past two weeks.
0: Well, it, there's always those guys in your leagues that might you know. You know. He's only
1: averaging 17 points a game. It's not like a twenty two point per game. He's not, aver- right. he's not been. he hasn't been Elvin Kamara. You're right.
0: You're I agree. Right. He's he's not he hasn't put up like a good game yet. You know? He's been fine. Like he hasn't put up a good game and some people might be like, This guy needs to explode and I haven't won. I'm like one and two. Sometimes people get emotional and they yeah. might not want to look at the no. points No,
1: not me, no one, no.
0: No. Oh, God. I mean, come on, David. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would actually say that calling him a riser for most people is Appropriate. For you it's not because he was already, you know, you know, you're number one in your heart.
1: I will say too, Todd, as an intra just as a giving some a little actionable advice, if I was a compete a win now team who had Saquon Barkley on my team, I would look into some kind of deal. That's a good trade back from Saquon to Miles Sanders. I agree. That's and that's a win-win trade because that rebuilding team, they can they can still they can lose. It's almost like they're tanking, but then they have Saquon next year with some draft. A lot of good things. That's a nice trade match.
0: Would you trade uh, Miles Sanders for Saquon in our week?
1: If I was not competing. You're not. All right, fast (laughs) forward, fast forward.
0: (laughs) Uh, Good times. So, my riser is rookie sensation James Robinson. I know this isn't a sale episode, but do that because. He's absolutely a phenomenal piece. I just used him in a package to with Russell Wilson to acquire Lamar Jackson. So people want him, man. With Robinson busting out, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to be the lead back after Fournette was just shoved out of that situation. Did we really believe it though? A lot of people say yes, and I will call you a liar. And I personally could not. With Armstrong there, and you know, with Thompson there, it was kind of like this. This kid's going to come off and be like it on day one. But I did stash him in a couple places because he was free. You know, I just packed him up and I look like a genius. (laughs) So, yeah. So the film, the film, David. Ooh, David, I watched film. You okay? Take deep breaths. Okay.
1: YouTube highlights aren't film, Todd. No,
0: I watched all of his runs. All right. (laughs) So, I mean, it's only been three weeks. It wasn't very hard. So, (laughs) great vision, patience, one cut, and he just explodes, breaks through initial contact pretty easily. Runs very hard, almost seeks out contact, which might catch up to him a little bit. He did show some receiving upside in week three with the six catches for 83 yards. Let's calm ourselves here. Tennessee's run defense is atrocious, and Miami isn't exactly that great either. I mean, Delvin Cook just broke off 181 yards against the Titans, too. Melvin Gordon went for 78 yards on the Titans. So, definitely an exciting player. Totally could be a hold, and you enjoy that ride. Why not? He was essentially free for you because you got like, you know, an RB2 and RB3 at that price and you can rejoice or you can max out on your value and bet that he's not going to sustain this and use him as a phenomenal piece in a package to go get a to go get a stud. What about you, Dave?
1: I really like James Robinson. He had one of those those profiles where the second that you saw some positive news coming out of him that you wanted to scoop him up and. He was one of those players I was very proud to have in my database because he was uh he, he was not in a lot of other people's uh radar because he was at, went to a small school. It's been an interesting journey to get here. Uh learned it's been fun to learn about his work ethic and, and certain things like like that in some broadcasts. However, the thing that I'm having trouble balancing is is to for people who were in on him early, when do you trade him away to try to cash out on that value because you don't want to have it feels like almost like you're holding on to something that's hot and that you want to let it go and and just it's tough to balance. Like I traded away for and a deal for Higby in a very tight, very 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 tight end premium league. I probably could have gotten more, and I traded away too early. But I'm I'm I got some value. I'm happy with that. Moving on, a net win. But that's the, the biggest struggle, Todd, is when to find is where to pinpoint what to do with James Robinson. If I was a rebuilding team, I would probably try to trade him away. If I'm competing yep. now, I would. I would trade him away. <laughs> I traded him away, but I, I traded him for much needed tight end in a very tight end dependent league. I needed some tight end help. So
0: yeah, that's fair for me. Like if I have like James Robinson, it's super flex. Like that's what I did. Like I don't get me wrong. Like, Russell Wilson's an absolute beast right now. But in terms of dynasty, I still think there's a significant gap between him and Mark Jackson. So if that was like the piece to help me get me over the edge to to make that deal get done, Phenomenal, because I it was a waiver pickup to get it done for me. I would say that he's the kind of guy that you could package with somebody else and maybe go get CD Lamb. I don't know to go get like a more promising like rookie who's going to be a top twelve wide receiver next year. I would say there's no doubt that keeping Robinson is totally fine and enjoy the wave. But I'm all about the sell before we really see what happens and where you're selling him right now. You're going to get tons of value. So anyways, Dave, who's your faller, man?
1: All right, my faller and another, this one hurts, this one hurts, this one hurts. But Joe Mixon is a faller, and it's just really difficult to say that because Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick, has been playing pretty well as a rookie QB when it feels like he is under siege at all times with that offensive line in the past, and the some of the competition he's been up against. Mixon is fourth in the league in RB opportunities between targets and rush attempts. He has nine targets through three games. Three targets a game is not what we would hope for Mixon because of just how good a receiver he is. But nine isn't is uh, isn't atrocious. And he's still only 24 years old. And he's still doing things like evading tackles and, being a, and doing things that within his power, what he can do. But man, and the reason why he's a faller is that offensive line remains a problem. He's only averaging three-point yards per carry. Bernard's been targeted 15 times in the passing game. The Bengals' schedule... Is very very difficult this season. It's just a brutal schedule. They do get a little bit of reprieve this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but uh, it's it's I'm tr- I tried trading away in a couple places on name recognition, but the problem is a lot of people it, it, he's got a little bit of a, a, a black spot on him, like it. Yep. And people who do have him on his teams, like myself, we have a little PTSD because we remember the first part of last season of how
0: exactly that
1: it's just a, it everybody
0: makes remembers that that's the problem. Yep. Like everybody's so fresh in their mind of what happened last year. So with him, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not going to get fair value Tra- trying to trade Mixon right now is it-, it doesn't make sense. You should be trying to go get like another like guy with good matchups for cheaper that you might be able to play instead of Mixon for a while and hope that Mixon bounces back.
1: He's shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can do it, bounce back. And I don't think his talent has diminished in any way whatsoever. He's gotten paid. There's a lot of things that would make you think that, but eh, yep, that's it. He's a follower. I don't think we really disagree.
0: Yeah, not at all. And, and I have him in a bunch of places too, so I'm just as frustrated, man. All right, so my follower is DeAndre Swift. Um, I would say Drake, but we already hate Drake and we know Edmonds is taking his job, so forget that. But I traded for DeAndre Swift. I'm a win now team, but when it comes to what my running back situation looked going forward, I like we we started three running backs and I was gonna go with Kamara, Eckler, and Swift, which I thought was a nice foundation. And now I'm kinda like, what the f Matt Patricia? Like what is happening right now? Zero carries and one target versus the Cardinals. What is that? But he did have five targets, five catches, 60 yards against Green Bay. So you thought, okay, that looks good. So why so why nothing the next week? It makes no sense. He's your best athlete. By far your best athlete in receiving back on that team. Why is he not playing in that game? Only eight carries in three games. This is not swift. This is coaching. Use him. Utilize your weapons. Fire this man. Just fire him. Fire him. This is terrible. I'm so irate. He's such He's your second best player on your whole freaking team. Why is he not getting the ball? Just, just talk, Dave. Just talk.
1: Yeah, it's uh, six. I think it was five or six uh, snaps last week. Uh, five or
0: six snaps.
1: Why on earth is are the Lions spending second round capital on Kerryon Johnson? Right. And DeAndre Swift to right. use him for Adrian Peterson.
0: Dude, it was late in the game. They were actually in it, and it was a swing pass to Peterson. I was just like are you like what are you trying to methodically get downfield like what's happening right now it oh it's so bad
1: i don't think people should be putting there's some people who are putting doing some victory laps on swift saying oh you see i told you detroit was a bad landing spot right and i'm sorry screw you guys okay yeah you you won that one but that does not do anything to take away swift's thing and hopefully matt patricia's gone before too much longer yep and that's the only thing that i can say positively is that Swift should eat... I just don't get it, Todd. I don't get it. Here's my thing.
0: It. If you're trying to fight for your job, wouldn't DeAndre's unleashing DeAndre Swift be your best chance of keeping it? Like, 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 is Adrian Peterson going to keep your job security? Probably not. It's it's insane to me, dude. I just don't understand it. It's just...
1: Uh, Eight rush attempts. I, I, I I, I attempts.
0: I can't. Eight rush
1: attempts. I can't. Eight
0: rush attempts. I can't. I just can't. Uh Okay, what a shocker. Dave and I had plenty to say, so we only got through two positions. So we're going to come back, maybe back to uh, wide receivers and tight ends in our next episode. Maybe we'll jump to buy and sell. We'll just have to see how we're feeling, everybody. (laughs) Dave, tell us where we can find you.
1: find me at FF underscore spaceman on Twitter, and I am a writer for and ranker for com, and I'm still ranking over at uh, DynastyFootballFactory.com. I haven't updated my rankings in a while, but yeah, I'm still over there. I still love the guys who are doing content over there. And Todd, I just want to say too, before we close out and we haven't, I know a lot of shows have done a lot on this and we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. So I want to take a minute and just say, we lost a member of the fantasy football community in James the Brain Cthulhu uh, a week or two ago, hit, uh, very young. 39 years old, uh, very sad, and just, it's been, I love how the community has come together, remembered a lot of the positive things about James, and it's been fun to be part of the community, Todd, we're a very small part of the community, Todd, but it's been fun to, I wouldn't say, fun's the wrong word, it's been a light, at least in something that's a very tragic uh, situation, so.
0: Absolutely, it's a very positive community that, that respects the people that are part of it,
1: They've raised over ten thousand dollars, Todd, in 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 like something like twenty four or forty hours. They raised over ten thousand dollars for him, his that's family. F-
0: that's fantastic. Um, so
1: yeah, that's. I just want to shout that out. And yeah, and thanks everyone for joining us on Tales to Rivals. Sean, congratulations again. And Todd, work. It, what have you been up to, my friend?
0: So um, I took a hiatus on. Obviously, I didn't record and I wasn't writing for a while because be nice to your teachers because it is difficult right now. Oh and- man. And they probably weren't getting the best guidance at one point with everything, too. So um, I finally knocked out uh, my my latest article on Debbie. Um, I did a buyers and sellers. So if you are looking into rookies, I think the guy to keep an eye on is Tutu Atwell. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, so I did like a little bit of a buy, a little bit of a sell for uh, the Debbie side. So that should be coming out, I believe, Tomorrow. And, um, yeah, man, so, you no, know, that's what I've been doing. And I'm going to be doing a little more Debbie contact over at the Dynasty Football Digest. Uh, obviously, you can find me at Twitter at FF underscore Banterman. Uh, all about if you got a, a trade offer or just want to talk Debbie or just want to, you know, get into a trash talking battle, I'm down. Hit me up.
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, but number one priority, always here, baby, at the tail two rivals. And, uh, Sean, I would say that you were somewhat missed because this went incredibly smooth without you so um yeah so anyways that's the show for the night keep the rivalry alive boys and girls
1: and girls yeah. Todd I, I wish I wish I had more heat we should I wish we had more heat on the question of the day today
0: yeah, but I also think like when you're talking about like a childhood idol, like I mean, how do you get heated? Like, how do you fight against Davy Crockett, Corey Matthews, and Rocky from Three Ninjas? I mean, if I went tum tum, you could have like destroyed me. But yeah, I mean, true. come on. You know? I mean it's
1: not like a it's not like we're we weren't waging a war on pickles or mayo or anything like that. So I, no, I guess.
0: no, no, I know no no psychopathic takes on condiments lately. So yeah. Uh, A teacher I worked with was going to nominate sushi as his overrated food. And I was like, that would be a good, good debate, even though you're absolutely ridiculous.
1: I don't like sushi. So I would obviously. Of course you don't. You have have no palate. (laughs) You can't you can't appreciate good things. My palate has been dulled because of my love for the uh, fruity and uh, sugary drinks. Your go to food is shepherd's pie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is just mashed potatoes. Your mashed potato wrestling has ruined your pilot.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. anyway.
0: <laughs> All right, buddy.